Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 308. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zaninski. Hello. Uh, hello. Welcome back. Hi. Uh, I was going to ask how your week was, but I mean, for us, it's still my the same week. week so. It's still been great. It's still a oh, Commodore. Here Here's so. an extra tidbit. Those people I bought the uh, computers from yes. uh, that I told you about last week, I forgot to tell you that... Also, they're Mercedes enthusiasts. They have a R107 SL and a W123. Or not 123. 128. 420 SEL. Uh, that's a 126. 126. Yeah, sorry. My bad. That's all good. A 126. I don't think about those as much as I used to. Um, that's okay. Yeah, they're too expensive now. Um, but anyway, yeah, they had a 126. I told them they'd never heard of Intermark, and I told them all about it, and they're very, oh, very boy. excited. Well, we'll see them at the show. Yes, we absolutely will. I'll introduce you to them. They're the nicest people in the world. You I'm will love them. I'm shocked that they've never heard of Intermark. Yeah. They advertise so well. I know, right? Shocking. And clearly. <laughs> clearly. Well, and like. <laughs> To I their say peer. With but, tremendous and so, thick so, sarcasm. So, so now we know it's not just millennials that aren't getting their ads, it's also their peers. Like nobody's getting their ads. I was gonna say, even the core demographic. Yeah, their isn't core demographic it. has no idea who the hell they are. Like they're doing a terrible job. Intermark, please let us help you. Yeah, like Oh my god. It, it's it, yeah. Anyway, so uh yeah, I'm drinking hams again. Uh and I've actually got I think it's a premium. Yeah, it's a premium. It's a premium. And before we dig into this week's episode, which is going to be a little bit different on the formatting, I yes. briefly want to mention our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this super cool handcrafted website I put together on the Patreon ecosystem, you'll find three open-ended levels of support starting at just a buck a month. Just helps us pay for hosting costs and beer. So if you want to help, awesome. If not, no biggie. Yes. Patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Anyway, this is the Bear Bowl Market List. Bull Bear Bowl Bear. I do have a, a story here, but I'm going to throw that at the end in case we have time for it. Okay. Because I'd rather that we concentrate on what our Bear slash Bowl Market List is. So we do this every single year at the beginning of the year. Um, and this year, now that we're naming our episodes, it'll be a lot easier to find. It indeed will be. <laughs> I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Us having started naming it, so we're yeah. going to keep right on doing yes, it. Yes, because it makes you remember what you're listening to. Remember it's a lot better me. than a number. Like The numbers worked for like the first like 100, 200 episodes, but now we're in 308. It is kind of amazing how many episodes yeah. we've done, frankly. So, um, yeah, with, you start talking. I'm just going to Yes, no, it's good. So the Bear Bowl Market List, uh, this is something I've kind of taken from Haggerty Attacks it from them, but they don't have a copyright on that because that's just... You cannot copyright what the name of a bear market is or it's a bull market. That's just what the market's oh, called. I'm sure they've tried. Well, they can't uh, because it is literally just a list. And if they really wanted to, I guess I would rename it. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> wow, that's what ruined my day. <laughs> but anyway, so a bear market is like a market where things are slowing down. It's a yep. macroeconomic term. Yep. Uh, bull market is when things are in, in high swings. Like bull market was like... Here's an example. Bear market is what Bitcoin has been until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, a bull market is what Bitcoin was when everybody was making a lot of money in 2021. Or like the dot-com bubble or yes, the, the housing or thing. Or just, just like what you have when things are going up and you see nothing but green lights. That's a bullish bull market. Yep, that's a bullish market. People are in a buying mood. Bear is people are in a selling mood. I like to use the fear and greed index. Yes. If you're greedy... It's a bull market. Mm-hmm. If you're fearful, it's a bear market. Yep, that's a very good way to describe it. Um, so every year we pick three cars mm-hmm. that we are bullish on. We pick uh, two, three cars that we're uh, bearish on, and then one 
that we are holding on. Yep. Um, just because otherwise we could go on for days about cars we're holding on. Well, and this is getting to be a, a progressively harder thing to answer, too, because like, I'm sure you're the same way. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to avoid stuff we've already talked about before. Yeah. And there's a, a lot of these products which are probably still going to be kind of in the same spot as they were last year. So. Well, you know, actually what's interesting <clears throat> is I noticed that last year I distinctly remember talking about Jags. Mm-hmm. And I was right about Jags. I've historically been right about Jags because they're great cars and wildly undervalued. Um, and then I think I did um, bullish on 50s cars, I believe. Yeah, like, but like not mainstream. Yeah, like cars. weird 50s cars are the ones you want to buy. Um, because that's going to be good value for money. I'm was whole. I was bearish on buying like good fifties cars, like big fin Mopars. It's a terrible time to buy them because they're like insanely expensive right now. And I was holding on muscle cars, if I'm not mistaken. I am actually just scrolling back in the list right here. Did you find it episode again? Episode two seventy nine. Ah, yep, there that was go. our bull bear list. We didn't name the episode yes. publicly, but it is named in the notes. Let's see here. This is, whoa, best new cars. So this is the Modis then. So uh, be right oh, before I can, that. I can read through that when we're not no, in that's the fine. middle of this kind well, of stuff. But. Um, let's do, I will do my three cars and then you'll do your three yep. cars. So I've got all those yep. pre-queued up Perfect. in the tabs here. So my first one that I'm extremely bullish on, our first generation, the SR1 Viper, which is the 92 through 95. Those the zippy uppy window ones? Yes, the ones that are extremely bare bones. Because after '95, they were still visually extremely similar, yeah. but like they became more of a normal car. I do remember like learning about this pretty recently that the first and second gen were technically two different cars. Yes, even though, like ah, uh, yeah. So okay. the the first gen, yeah, the first the SR1, the SR2, they were two different cars, even though they looked identical almost, like to the untrained eye. Like, if you saw one, you go, yeah, it's a 90s Viper versus, right. like, the 2000s, the third-gen Viper. Even the ones like, with real windows. I'm like, oh, it's a first-gen Viper. But, yeah. well, it's not. Kind of. Kind of a first-gen Viper. Kind of. Sure, why not? Uh, these are the ones that have zip-up windows. They have a Reliant K cassette radio. Oh they have, God. like, auto-meter white gauges and no locking doors yep. for the 1992 model year. Yep. Uh, literally the most bare bones car that you could possibly get. It's and a body with a V10 and a manual in, in some, uh, exhaust pipes that burn your legs. Correct. <laughs> it's just, it's like very, very, actually the, the BAT, um, blurb here says the OG Viper is responsible for more leg burns than any car in recent memory. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yep. Oh um, my God. What? pre-internet obviously but yeah we we're all aware of this from the car magazine yes. reports of like the big like blistered <laughs> yeah little thighs that are pussed um, out and everything but if you scroll down look at this um graph here you'll see that they're all kind of in the same spot there's some really insane ones that are yeah, up high but they're all kind of like in this guys. like forty thousand dollar range but if you look there's not really anything at the bottom of that range that's consistently going up there and if you were to take the high bid and exclude everything over, say, $80,000, no, you click high bid right there, and then less than a hundred. Let's give it a second while it loads. And you'll see a lot more clear rising on that graph since 2019. Um, and I think that that's going to continue because these are extremely cool cars and they're extremely cheap. They are. Yeah. I saw one at a dealership not long ago. I'm like, there's no way that price is right. Yeah. Like, there, there's no way that a Toyota Supra is a $100,000 car and a Dodge 
Viper is a forty thousand dollar car. Like the world is upside down. I mean, like, they're not good, but like they're well, they're reliable. Like they're fine. Well, the, the thing is, is like a car does not need to be good no, to fact, be fun. Like be th- this is a ostensibly bad car. This is a supercar. Like that's a this is what a supercar should be. It's just like. Suicide machine. It oh, is hilarious. God. Short wheelbase. But if no you look at these prices, like, look at that RT10. It was $28,000. That's ridiculous. Sold for $28,000. Every single one's been crashed for the most part. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them are twin turboed and been butchered for that. Or supercharged. Yep. But, like, that's fine. Like, you're going to still have a really hilarious car to own. A like, 495 mile sold for seventy one grand. That is. That uh, that is criminally cheap. That is a travesty. Mm-hmm. And that supercharged one was thirty one grand. And it's got it's SSR comps like I bet that's a well built car. Probably if you scroll down, there's more examples that are down there. And there's like I love this black with the gold <clears throat> with thirty eight. Like Jesus. Yeah. I cannot imagine not having this. Like this would be a great car to just drive to work. Yep. Like that would be hilarious. I would love to commute in that. Oh god. Uh, uh, It'd be so dumb. But like the coolest thing in the world is like, oh yeah, here comes Brian, and he is your, yeah, your giant viper, and you're blasting bubbles, and <laughs> like, it's just so cool. It shows what the rest of the car is worth. An engine. Hulk Hogan had 16 one. Sixteen grand, unbelievable. Hulk Hogan had one. Oh, then I'd have to cut my facial hair back into the Hulk. So if you control T, go Hulk Hogan Dodge Viper. It is oh, hilarious. I got a lot of tabs open here. I don't know. Oh, uh, uh, just uh, how about this tab? Uh, all right, Hulk. Uh, yeah, uh, you're, you're typing into the URL. There you go. Hulk Hogan Viper. Oh, God. Of course it's ketchup and it's mustard. It's ketchup and mustard. And it, says, it says Hulkster in the center. Oh. <laughs> Notice the yellow wheels. Oh. The yellow centers of the wheels. Oh, no. They're, they're yellow spokes. With but chrome. With the actual center cap red. Look at the panel says, fitment. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it's this Hulkster. So yeah, but this, it's stupid. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a stupid car. Like, this is a stupid, hilarious car. Like, anything that Hulk Hogan owned in his prime, I'm like, yeah, that's what I would like to own. Like, that is very cool. Uh, please tell me it's, like, embroidered on the dash with, like, some of his other sayings. I have, I have no idea. It just says brother. <laughs> this seat's for my brother. <laughs> anyway... Uh, my number two is like a completely different vehicle. It is indeed. It, and every, it does not have a V10 at all. No, not at all. It's uh, K trucks. Um, and we were talking about last episode. Also, it looks like my audio is clipping here. Uh, this, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. Yep. It uh, it always has done that. Okay, cool. This um, is the only one we have to care about here. Okay, yeah. cool. So that one does not clip. Correct. Um, yeah. So Honda Acties, uh, Subaru Sandbars, uh, Dahatsu Hijets. Uh, Suzuki Everys, uh, all of those trucks, Piaggio Apes, even. Mm. Um, Can't forget the Ape. Yeah. I think all of those are going to go up in value. It's not going to be all of them. It's going to be the good trim level ones. Because if you look at particularly this Acti uh, graph, this you scroll one's down. A street. Yes. So, oh, my God. You'll see how Why some is there of them, a huge gap? Well, that's the thing is like, these huge differences are like if you just hover over the most expensive one, it'll show you what it is, and you'll see that yeah, it's modified, and like that's a lot more usable. And if you scroll down to like the second one here, it's another pickup, but that one comes with other motorcycles. So scroll down to the third one right there, 
and then so it's a, it's a fire truck with it's got crawler tracks on it. Amazing. There, there are so many different variants of these. And for a long time, they all sold for the price of the shitty one. Which is ten grand or less, it looks yeah. like. Yeah, like every single bad one is like $5,000. But like now oh. like people are getting into it, and they're like, oh, shit, this is an Acti Street 5-speed. Like This is an Acti Street 5-speed four-wheel drive. There's a pickup four-wheel drive. There's pickups with tilting beds, with the air conditioner. Like The base model on these trucks have a monophonic AM-only radio oh, yeah. and just a driver's sun visor. Delicious. Just a driver's sun visor. That's all you need. There's a hole for the passenger sun visor that's not... It's not closed. There's no cap on the end of it. There's just a hole. But there's just a driver's sun visor now, on the base models. that is one step beyond the blank buttons of the American cars. No, there's literally just a hole where the blank yep. button would be. Yeah, so like when you get a stripper model, you get a stripper model. So there's a reason that the stripper model, like even though it, even though it might have like 20,000 miles on it, is still a $5,000 vehicle. <clears throat> but like, there's a reason like that green... 91 Acti 4x4? Four, four yeah. four. I mean, like, that's $16,000. They're yeah. the same year. They're both Honda, Honda Acti pickups. One is six grand, the other one's sixteen. So let's look at the $16,000 one, and you're going to see that, like, it's lightly modified. But, like, that's not a huge, that's not a $10,000 difference in mods. That's a paint job. No, I think it's and just because this one's four-wheel four wheel drive. It's four-wheel but... drive, Momo steering wheel. But the thing is, like, this is a lot more livable of one. And it actually looks very nice. So that's what you're getting. You still have Ridiculous. the inline three uh, that's mounted ahead of the rear axle. But then, like, so the Acti is interesting because, like, they didn't have as many mechanical changes. Like, the Suzuki Every is the one, and the Suzuki Carry is the one where you have a huge delta in different versions, but there's no change in price as much. No, like, really. Like, because, the, like I said, like, in, in the last episode, the base model Every had, tw- like, 30 horsepower or something right, a third yeah of the top and trim the top trim you literally had the exact same engine as an autozam az1 like you had a twin cam yeah fuel injected inline three with a turbo and that would go into your k-van and so yeah it made 69 horsepower but as soon as you definitely better it, than a six valve na yeah and as soon as you uncork that 69 horsepower engine at all you're at 100 horsepower immediately on a vehicle that weighs less than 1500 pounds and can carry do not cut this wire for the love of god yeah and so like these trucks people are finding out, like oh my god these are actually like there's cool versions that aren't just stripper models like you can get like this, the Mitsubishi Mini Cab, you can get panoramic glass sunroofs on it. You can get rear climate control. Like, there's all sorts of like wild things that you can get in these cave ants. Because like, the thing is, like, people are like, oh, they're just work trucks. Like, some are, yes. But that same truck was also sold to people that lived in inner city Tokyo. And if you're buying a parking spot in inner city Tokyo, you have money to spend to be comfortable. So you're going to get the comfort version yeah. that's got like heated seats and rear climate control for your kids and panoramic sunroofs and a parking pole and like uh, right. a rear clearance mirror and air conditioning. Yeah, things like that. Like very interesting things. Or like a Nakamichi like cassette oh, radio. Yeah. Now like, just now like we're insane things. Like that's a great Acti Street with the high roof and the graphics <laughs> and the side steps. Like there's lots of cool versions of K trucks. Just looks so modern for '96 too. Yeah. So I think I think the uh, high trim level K trucks are going to start seeing more action in 2024. Um, another car that is going to, this is my last pick is going to be the X 308 Jaguar XJRs. Okay. These are insanely good are for the, how little they cost. Oh, the they supercharged, the okay. the, the, but there's a supercharged four liters. Um, 
But if you look at their values, for the most part, they're all these shouldn't be this cheap, for the most part. Like there's some that are getting up there, um, but they're like four hundred miles for that one, seventeen thousand miles. miles. So they're all really low miles. But also, cars. if you looked at the top one, this XJR one, no, this XJR one hundred. Oh, so that was a one year only limited edition version with BBS wheels. Oh, sure. Uh, Brembo brakes like and uh, yeah, so that's a one year only model. Cool. Uh, but these are way oh, are, yeah they are way more good than people are giving them credit for and i've been tooting this car's horn for a long time everybody i know that's like looking for a cool car to buy and like aren't totally allergic to automatics like that's the only thing that people don't like about it but even with the auto this is still an incredibly good vehicle because it's still it's effectively a luxury muscle car. Do the four O's still have the chain issues? So you just have to, to deal degree. with that once. To a lesser degree. Okay. Um, they have. They will have to have the time the timing chains done, but at the same time, like E forty six needs rod bearings. Mm-hmm. So, like both cars have a cursed engine problem. Right. But you do it once and it's done. Yep. Um, or once every ninety k. Yes, and so this one is one and done. Um. It also has the CATS, Computer Active Technology oh, Suspension. Yeah. A great name for a yes. silly thing. But the CATS is actually retuned on the XJR versus the normal XJ. Uh, you also have the giant exhaust pipes in the back. The oh, yeah. huge BBS Montreal wheels. Uh, you have uh, Brimbo brake calipers, uh, sport-tuned CATS suspension, heated rear seats. Meow. Yeah. Uh Heated and power adjustable front seats, automatic climate control, Alpine sound system with the six disc CD changer, uh, 370 horsepower, 387 pound feet of torque, uh, no limited slip differential, which I think is it's hilarious. a luxury car, so I get yes, it, but, but uh, a special that. edition though, man. But I mean, like, well, the thing, there, the thing was, well, traction control will take care of it, but I also <sighs> think that it's hilarious because that keeps all the fuckboys from ruining them because they can't, they literally cannot be made into drift cars easily. Well, they can. You just have to get some Mustang parts to make him a drift cars. But, I was gonna say that one loser that drives around an extra. Yes, and he wheels. does the yeah, and he does the one wheel wonder because his car doesn't have a limited slip, and he doesn't know. How, I'm convinced he does not know how to weld that um, or install a different one. I'm pretty sure his mom wouldn't give him enough money to install. Oh, a different one. that's probably true. He spent um, all of his money on the 1552 wheels. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, these are just really good cars. Like they are insanely good, and I think everybody should consider. If you are going to be buying a car in this price range, like this is a good buy. Last year, you had the XK8 and XKR in your picks. Yes, I did. It was the XKs. And uh, XKs have gone up. Um, I don't think you've got... Well, actually, here, let's take a look at the XKs. Um, we'll do that. We'll, let's do the XKR. It's just... Uh, if you just scroll up all the way up and go there, and you just type in XKR, it'll literally bring it up right there. Because there's only one. <laughs> So scroll down. <clears throat> All right, so we got what twenty two into twenty three. If you saw, it, yeah, it did. You you had a lot more that sold, and then you see that their values are kind of a, a bit higher than twenty three. Yeah, all the R and M's are lower value cars. It looks like. Yep, and then so here, yeah, there's a lot of like kind of like shittier models that sold. It appears. So let's try the XK eight. Let's take a look at that. So the XK was a, a little light. Um, however, you know, I bet actually scroll down for a second. Ah. Um, scroll down a little bit more. I just want to see when the model you're type in. So go and do a limit for the year. Uh, if you go here, year range, 
to 2006. Is bet- that when they changed the body style? Yep, that was a body style change. Okay. There we go. So now you started seeing the first gen XKR was actually, did go up at the beginning of the year a lot. Look at that one. Some of these are still so cheap. Oh, Project Yook. Okay. Yeah, so uh, nope. Bring down that nope. value. But uh, if you want to exclude projects, scroll up and then click that little arrow, exclude, and then type in the word project. Enter. We're making tremendous radio. Here. I know, right? There we go. That took care of it. Perfect. So, yeah, it does look like they, they, they're still very, uh, very, like very XK. cheap. Like, that's still an extremely good buy. All right. So it looks like that one is flat. These are, honestly, not that much different value-wise than the yeah, SKR. So. They, and they are flat. So I still think that these are great buys. No, I'm not disputing it. I was just saying. Yeah. I was no, looking no, down I'm, here. I'm, and... I'm just surprised that it uh, that didn't go up any much higher. The XKR, the XKR did go up a bit. It wasn't huge, but it was also a year or where... I think the transacted ones definitely did. Yeah, well, also, it was a year where we were kind of in a recession. We were in a not actual recession. Well, people certainly didn't seem to have money. Yeah, so that was not a time to be spending more money on cars. Correct. So I think breaking even was probably good for a 20-year-old British vehicle. Buying a, anybody <clears throat> buying a 20-year-old British vehicle in 2023? Let's be real. That's going to be a pretty specific person. Yes, yeah, so so. there's a kind of person that bought that in 2023. Correct. Correct. Um, but I, I'll admit that they, the XKR went up slightly. The XK8 was totally flat. Totally but flat. I think that this will this is going to be the year for the XJR. Because I think that people are going to start seeing these. I've, I've seen a couple of YouTube videos about people saying, why are these so cheap? Uh, which are not catered to me either because they're on clean YouTube accounts oh. that don't have my like old cookies and stuff on. So, <laughs> oh Jesus! Like these are actual like could be tied to your public IP, maybe. But yeah, so I think XKR. What are your choices? Uh, my first one, and I I'm curious to look at my results here from last year too. Maybe we'll cover it at the end. But my first one is the E82 128i. That's a very good car. Specifically the six-speed, because they are cheap still, they're ruthlessly reliable, and you cannot get an E30 driving experience outside of an E30 or one of those. Yeah. They are, I think, so good. I don't care about 2 Series, because this at one point existed. Yep. Like... That that's literally why I've never ever in my life cared about the two series. Mm-hmm. That's just like the one M versus the M two. Like M two is a great car, but like they made the one M. So. Yeah, like why would I buy that? Like, right. like they um, already did it better. Like here's a worse version of the car that's cheaper. Right, like a two like, series, like a yeah. worse, more expensive model. I'm like oh, but it got slightly lighter. I'm like yeah, well you also put in the timing chain shredding monster four cylinder turbo, whereas this has the port injected straight six from the gods, which is going to make a much better noise, and it doesn't break ever. Yeah, because an engine for that car is like three hundred dollars because they never break. Perfect. Yeah. Why would you not? Uh, what if you want a good <laughs> driving experience and you have less than ten thousand dollars to spend and you want something you could potentially drive you around? Oh, they're that cheap. They're less than ten grand. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that is the buy. Yep. That is absolutely the buy. So one twenty eight i six speed. Uh, and then I picked. I grouped these together just because I'm broken. But like the W one fourteen one fifteen. And okay. the W one twenty three. So I'm talking the Mercedes Benz okay. E class from sixty eight yep. to seventy. And and the, and the tractor actually, and the tractor, the one twenty three farm implement. Uh, correct. I mean they're largely the same platform underneath, but the mid size Mercedes sedan from sixty eight to like eighty five. I think you're unfortunately right because they're bulletproof reliable. They're very good. The one twenty three is like, you know, 
and they're criminally actually, cheap. You know what? I'm going to bet on that 123 because that is like the proto hipster car. Like that's a prototypical hipster car of like our generation. Like mm-hmm. every single hipster that wore like the a 123 be- is our boss. The beanie on like the back of the head oh. with like the skinny jeans mm-hmm. and like the fifty thousand dollar like very expensive like IPA. Yep. Like the 2010s hipster era, that is their car. Yep. And um, Gen Z makes fun of hipsters like that big time, which is fine uh, because good. I don't want people to be like, th- that's exactly what you should do to people like that. Cause like I put myself into this category. We don't want you to be into what we're into. Right. Like the whole thing is we're into our thing and we are fine with you not being into that. And right. it's probably better for you to not be into Which it. Which is why we're a little quiet about it. However, I think the W115 is a much better looking version of that car. And I think that that's going to make the, that's going to make it be worth more money. The early ones, definitely. And Euro headlights, definitely. So I picked an early one with Euro headlights. Yes, and it looks like, incredible. It's like a late. Also, you can get a column shift on that one. You can. Yeah, manual drove, and auto. Yes, I drove uh, Darren's manual column shift diesel. It was extremely slow, but very good. Mm-hmm. It was the I, I love manual column shifters. That's the where a shifter should be is on the column. Yeah, I bought a parts car once. It was a it was a two hundred D. So a pretty early, probably the same as as Darren's. Yeah, remember, this but, is blue. Yep. Yep. That's a great car. I love how it's much he blue, drives it. It's very sweaty. Yeah. But yeah. The OM six one seven and the six one sorry, six one six and six one five are like like you said, they are bomb proof. And man, imagine buying a forty five year old car that you could daily still and not have any issues with it. Yeah, no, it's exactly what it is. That's it's, why they're they're good. They're good hideously man. reliable. Um I think even the one twenty three for being a farm implement is still extremely reliable. I just think that what you're getting with the one twenty three uh, for the price, is not worth it. But everybody in the world seems to disagree with me on that. You can still get a 123 for cheap. Not like 115 cheap, but cheap. But well, that's the thing. is like a 115 is like just a better vehicle. Like It's so much. It's cheaper, and it's better looking, and they both drive like tractors. So mine's all get the better tractor. And this one had like charismatic firsts for powertrains. Yes. Like it had the, the twin cam six two eight yep. in the last model year. You could get the five-cylinder diesel non-turbo in it yes. for a year. But yeah, I, they're great. I mean, we have a 115, so I'm probably a little bit biased, but that's my pick number two. And then the third one is the... You know, shockingly, these are all vehicles you own or have owned. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but... Mine, I've never owned any of mine. But... On purpose, but... Well, I've, bought, I've owned a lot more cars. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there are other things. I was just thinking in my head through the marks and all this other stuff. I'm like, sure... But I see these now, and I'm like, I don't really understand why they haven't pumped more. W30 MR2s is yeah. what you're talking about, so I don't think we said the name yet. Correct. But W30, ZZW30 MR2s, the, the third generation MR2, the Spider, the convertible, mm-hmm. is such a good fucking car. Yeah. Like, like getting that driving experience for even double what these things are transacting for like, is not possible. That is. So it is a perfect vehicle. I don't get why people pretend to not like this. Oh, it's trying to be a Porsche. I don't no, like. It's I, not. I don't like convertibles because I'm a millennial and I'm wrong about everything. 
It's like, no, dude, that's a great car. And it, yeah, it is a convertible. So you can just take the top off and it's just as good being a convertible. It was designed to be a convertible. Exactly. And that shows through and through on this car. Like, because like it is, is the best heater ever conceived by mankind. Yes. No, we, we were able to drive that through a snowstorm with the top down with the heat on. Because that was heater fine. was designed for a Corolla. And it works great. The, the blower motor. I don't know what they put in there, but it is strunk. Yeah. No, it, it will also not loud. Correct. Yeah. Um, no, it, like it, you, it will blow your face off, but not be deafening loud. Like the Fiat on like a level two yeah. is as loud as the ZZW30 mm-hmm. on like full crank and manual climate. Oh, so it's, good. It's such a good, but the, the control weights are phenomenal. The balance is great. The brakes are tremendous. The electric power steering is they, somehow good. They got the MR2 right with that because as much as I love the, uh, AW11, yeah. um, the W11 had just the snap over steer. Like people are not lying about that. Like you cannot drive that car at its limit. Same with the second gen. Because the first gen, like when you get to that limit, yeah. like there is, it is. If you are really familiar with the car, you will feel it about the snap over steer. But it basically, as soon as that car tips at about what is that? 15 degrees as soon as it tips 15 degrees it picks up that back right yep. wheel or the back the inside that, pendulum, huh? that inside wheel mm. and then you go spinning and you are not correcting that there is no correcting that you can't power out of it like it's way too short of a wheelbase because the thing is the car when you're going around a corner will kind of drift a little bit naturally mm-hmm. just going around a corner yeah it scrubs a little bit mm-hmm. yeah it scrubs a little bit but by the time that you've lost traction you are past like kind of that forty-five degree mark, and, and you've you already let off the throttle. You're already fully on steering lock. Like you can't like steer into it. Uh-huh. You can't power out of it. You're already wide open. Like you're kind of long for the, the ride. biggest mistake is lifting mid corner in a yeah. mid engine car, and they tried to solve it with like staggered tire fitment in the second and third gen. Oh, the first gen they tried to fix it <clears throat> throughout the generation. Every year has a different sway bar. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's like, a, it's like an S2000. Some years they didn't have sway bars. Some years they had one in the front. Sometimes they had it in the back. Sometimes they had like a big one in the back and a small one in the front. They would, We were never able to get it figured out. Um, but the ZZW30, like, from the start, was just great. Yeah. Like, from the first year to the last year, every single one was just primo driving experience. Even... If you got the cursed flappy paddle automatic. Oh, the SMT. My mom almost bought an SMT, um, and she didn't, and I'm still mad at her. Um, But that is such a good car. SMTs are like five grand cheaper, and you can swap them. Yes, I would actually recommend buying the SMT. Yeah, all the manual parts are shared with every other Toyota. Yes, so it, it, like, you can just go find any broken Corolla GTS. And there will be a Spider Chat forum post or from GTS. 15 yeah. years ago that's going to have all the information. Yeah, they're very easy to swap. And <laughs> if you're not that bothered... Um, yeah, I mean, you could just keep driving the SMT until it breaks, too, and then do it. But. Yeah, it's you're really fine. Like, it's totally okay. And, like, the only thing that's weird about the SMT is it's got the tiny little shifter. It's, like, buried. On the up and down buttons on the steering wheel, too, I, yeah, which are on the front dumb. side. But yeah, like, it's a little weird. But, yeah, like, I would honestly get the SMT because it's cheaper. And it, it makes no difference to the overall driving experience. If you can get a better condition, lower mile car in a color, and that's really yes. what I'm noticing on these, is if you get one in a color, they're worth more now. Yes, because you can't find a car in color. Like, 
Yeah. But like they had, they sold them on a really nice blue. But the thing green. is, you could also get a silver high mileage SMT and decent Nick for, and get a lot better of a car mm-hmm. than you could getting, say, like a yellow manual, like low mileage car. Yep. With the Toyota TRD body kit. Or like a dark also, green on Also, TRD brown. parts were available for these. And a lot of them had the TRD stage one body kit and, and spoiler and all that stuff. Perfect. It was quite Chef's good. Chef's kiss. Just Great make car. sure you got the pre-cats or you put a header on it. That's it. Yeah, no, that's actually a thing. So we should talk about that because yeah. um, that's actually what held back the value for this relative to the, um, the SW20 it. and the AW11 is ZZW30 had that pre-cat that would delaminate and send chunks of ceramic back into the, your uh, through your exhaust port into your cylinders yep. and would roach the engine, yep. which is possibly the most cursed problem I've ever heard of. Also, it's pretty bad. Fixing the problem makes the car not drivable in California. Uh, people were able to pass emissions in California. Yes. Well, you can't just like go hammer it out and then go pass emissions. You have to hammer it out, replace the pre-cat with a different cat, and then... No, the primary cat was good enough. Really? Mm-hmm. No way. So you could just do it. Yeah, people are like, go like beat the piss out of it around the block before you go in for emissions. But yeah, the primary cat was fine even in California. That's fucking great. But okay. you did have to gut the factory manifold, so it looked like there were pre-cats still. You couldn't run the cheat header. Which ah. is what I did. It was yeah. just easy. Oh, I Nobody cares. No. And again, the primary cat is big. Like, it was fine. It just didn't heat up fast enough. Yeah. So you just so, need to make sure it was a little bit... Yeah, exactly. Make sure it was at temperature. Yeah, exactly. You're fine. So what a, what a great car. What a great deal. And yeah. If I didn't own the 124, I would own another one of those. I honestly think you should buy one. Because even though the 124 serves the same purpose, it's not the same car. If I got a great deal on one, if a deal came up and I'm like, well, that's too good to pass up, I'd buy it. Because there, there are days where you want to drive something that's like the Ferrari that's not the 124. Because the 124 is a very different experience than your Ferrari. Mm-hmm. But let's say you want to go drive your Ferrari... But, eh, you know, it's weather's not the best. Uh, you might have to take it into town, have to park it somewhere, you know, something like that, where something might come up. If you have the Ferrari, but you, you have, to, have to go run some errands, that's what the your ZZW30 would be yeah, for you. Yeah, but the Fiat's good at that, too. It's not as good as the Ferrari, though. It's a different driving experience. Well, that's true. I have the Z8, too. You're, you're the, again, a different driving experience. Z, the Your Z8 is also, talk about a car that demands even more attention than your Ferrari is the Z8. Yeah, but nobody knows what it is, which is great. Yeah, but you're gonna Favorite you're part. gonna have one fucking neck beard that ruins your fucking afternoon. But That's the why ZZ- I don't like driving interesting cars. The ZZW30, like you could just like take that wherever the fuck you want. It's not gonna get stolen. It's not gonna. And get... ladies do love the ZZW30. Yeah, and it's it sounds great. It sounds like it's a much better driving experience than the 124. Because the 124 is very much a Miata experience. The ZZW30, even though it comp- competed with the Miata, is pretty much a 355 driving experience. It's much sharper, yeah. Yeah, it is a lot sharper to drive. Like, it is, mu- is way sharper as any right to be. It is super light. And, and I agree great. with you on that. Like, it does not make sense. Like, the parts that they had access to to build this thing, it shouldn't yes. be as good as it is. But I think it all came down to the lightweight. They're 2,200 pounds. Now, I, I, think, I think that you really should make some space for it, just like jigs jigsaw some cars around get one because you're not gonna be able to get one in a few years no, and those are they're already coming up i so. know and by in a couple of years they're gonna be hideously expensive i know but like right now is about the time where like you could you could reasonably get one it does have a different purpose than the 124 i still have the trailer hitch for it too you do have a trailer hitch so you could actually use it if you want something because like the 124 is like great is like i would like a commuter that's fun 
It is great. I love how much torque that thing this has. Is a, I would like a fun car that I can commute in. That's the difference. And those are two very different cars. Because a commuter that's fun is a 124. It's a Miata with a nicer interior. Mm-hmm. A fun car that you can commute is a Ferrari that you don't have to really worry about. And that's what a ZZW30 is. It's a Ferrari. With the cats got it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. It's a Ferrari you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Because if you don't get the cats, it's just a Ferrari. I'm going to keep harassing you to buy one of these until you do, because you really, really, really should. All you have to do is find a deal that's objectively good enough where I can't say no, and then that's how shit happens. Yep. So So anyway, um, the next uh, set here is going to be cars that we are bearish on. Like, cars just don't buy them right now. And for me, um, I picked, weirdly, um, a lot of these are cars that people like. Um, but I've seen a lot of chatter from peers that either previously had them or are selling one or have a broken one or just have a broken were one. Really previously looking for one that are no longer looking for them. Um, the first card I'm going to say is E36 M not M3 E36. Okay. So just, just a normal, normal E36s. The fuck are these so this expensive for? What? Like, Take, exclude yeah, no, everything over a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Uh, high bid, less than a hundred k. Let's do less than fifty. Screw that. Yeah, we'll do less than fifty. It's fine. Makes okay. no difference. But why are these? Every single one of these should be below twenty thousand dollars. And like uh, it shouldn't. That's an Alpina Touring. Alpina Touring. But still, like that a three twenty five SM Technic. It's a rare car, but is go, it twenty five thousand dollars? Well, even an Alpina Touring, you look at that car, and, you, and then you tell me that there isn't another car that is much better than that, like a race car, a bastardized three eighteen race car, race car. And just a regular. That, oh, that's that an M3. That's that M3. That should, should not be in there. So I'll actually go back and fix that when I'm out, when I get back to work huh. on Monday. Um, but like, if you look at a lot of these, just go like some of these random cars that are here. Like, it's a lot of Alpina stuff. But just like you throw Alpina on it, and then Lots it's just suddenly wagons. worth like. Yeah, but you get like an Alpina. M3. What the hell? Yeah. Well, some sometimes get thrown in there for vis. They they used to get thrown in there for visibility. For there's an okay. E36 and three, like there's a split, so they're still going through. And oh, them out. sure, okay, I got you. Um, but like a lot of these cars are just like oh, the Jackie Treehorn special. There we go. Yeah, here we go. This is yeah, literally the Jackie Treehorn car. Like this is actually a good, a pretty good deal. But like somebody is spending look at how many miles are grand on. for a two hundred thousand mile three twenty five is these things are made so terribly yeah and that's also a a coupe for people that are not uh, viewing on video it's correct like, yeah is is coupe on these I should have probably mentioned that I just I don't get why these are so expensive. I want to see the door panels because like the thing is is that the equivalent e forty six is going to not weigh that much more no. It's going to have a way... God, it's awful looking. They're, it's gonna have, they're on there, though, which is impressive. But, of course, the speaker grills are cracked. There's a scratch right there. Oh, uh, yeah. There's, a, there's mm. a tear there. They put That's cracked on down it. there. That's For an early coupe, it's amazing how nice Yeah, but that you looks. see that crack there and how that's delaminating? Oh, yeah. oh it's, it's been... It's delaminating there. Um, they're, not, they're not ideal. Um, and the thing is, is that you can just get an E46 and just have a much better uh-huh. vehicle. Oh, dude, yeah, get an early E46. And it's not like an E46 coupe. looks bad. No, no, they look just as 
Like I, I prefer them, but I mean, I understand that's subjective. Yeah, no, it's subjective. I am not that gung ho about the E36. I, I like the E30. I like the E46. Like I, I like the round headlights in the E30. I never was excited about these when they were new. I like the Ti. The Ti would still TI buy. Is interesting. I yeah. would still buy the Ti. Those aren't. Those are still a little and bit the more. Z3. The, yeah, but like the Ti is getting up there, but like they're still interesting enough where I go. You know what? That's worth buying. Um, and their E30s underneath, which is why they're good. Yes. Same with the Z3. And so, but like these, like thirteen thousand miles, because it's like the a very cool shade of green. Is I guess it's kind of this is probably the this is would be the one I would buy if there is one that I would buy. That's an E36 Laguna Green, I think. It's Laguna Green. Yep. Same unpainted bumpers. Brexit. And it's a '92, so it's the only year of the non-variable velvet limited slip engine. diff. Twenty-four thousand miles. This is the one I would buy. But like this is the level in which I would be like, yeah, like this has this would be I would consider this like the best E thirty six in the world. Yeah, that is so clean. But, and that's but that's like thirteen thousand dollars. Like people are buying normal ones that are just like red and they get two door for like more than this. Like yeah, with no. two hundred thousand miles on them. Like get out of here. Like these cars are not worth what people are paying for for them. I just think it's so wacky when you can save so much money and get an E46. I would never buy an E36 in 2024. No, unless you're going to, like, the only use case for E36s is track car. Yeah, like, basically a track car or if it's, like, some really wild, like, spec. But, like, again, yeah. There's a really wild spec of Dodge Journey I would buy. Oh probably. no! Is it the Fiat Fremont? I, I don't know. It's the Fiat Fremont. Maybe doesn't it? I don't know. I was just trying to think of something like. Where, there's yeah. probably a wild spec of every individual car, in which I'll go. Okay, yeah, that's worth buying. It's the Fiat Fremont. Yeah, and so like, there's always like some silly version of a car that I'd buy. Yeah, but like, you know, eleven three for a three eighteen IS five speed that's People got over fifty thousand miles on it. Ten and, grand for a convertible. Yeah. No. Like, this 325 IS five speed silver, like yeah. with like M3 wheels. I was gonna say, onto they it. all have DS1s on them too, yeah, the 95 M3 wheels. They all have M3 wheels. I don't think there's a single 95 M3 with no, factory because there was no on. difference to the body, so everyone put the M3 crap on there. Yeah, so it's just like I just I, I could not possibly be bothered to buy one this no. in 2024. Just buy it's, an E46, they are just yeah. better, or oh, hear me out, or buy a 128i. Yeah. Because it's the same price. Literally cheaper, actually, than most of these. And they drive so much better. Yeah, 128i is that like perfect example of like why you should buy 128i. Is like this is insane. Also, this is a 30-year-old car that did not age well. It wasn't well put together in 1992. And it was it's still not put together. Correct. Like you could just get a car just better in every objectively panel, every way. And there's you, screws. Yes. And a lot of glue. Don't do it's it. It's just not good. So don't do it. My, the next one is going to be uh, the a 80 Supra. Who okay. the fuck can afford these? <laughs> I don't know, but it isn't to <laughs> me. This. this is insane. <laughs> okay. So for those that are in the video version, this line right here is the hundred thousand dollar line. The one that's two thirds of the way down the list. Yeah. Like literally it's, I think like one in three cars are selling for over a hundred thousand dollars and they're like, if you exclude five speed, uh, no, 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 no. Click exclude and type in five dash speed and then comma six dash speed. Uh Oh, 
you typed in five dash speed. Oh, then you clicked to enter. Oh, sorry. But and then you exclude. I'll do it again. Well, actually, just exclude five speed. Six speeds are gonna be insane regardless because those are JDM ones. Okay. Um, it's still showing here. Maybe it didn't refresh. Um. Huh. Control R. Just reset it and then try, try excluding uh, for five speeds, because that w- that's going to bring up just automatics and six speeds. Um, oh yeah, it's the SC, so that one doesn't count. But if you look, these are almost all automatics, and they're still selling for over a hundred thousand oh, dollars. Like I, I, I get that like people will want a uh, six speed, but or will want like a. The best Auto, Supra. Supra Turbo, you fifty grand. Yeah, like it's just it, it, this one would be a modified RZ automatic. That's an automatic. Everything that doesn't say six speed in it is automatic. That's eighty three grand for a six speed. Actually, seems pretty reasonable. Well, it's also a sport roof. Oh, so that's I gotcha. Well, the sport roof is like that. That makes that is it lowers the value and makes it better. But like, if you're scrolling down here, so like, look at this yellow one. This one sell for it's like thirty seven thousand dollars a bid too for like. A uh, not great JDM model that's like modified. I was gonna say that looks like it's got a veil side kit. Yeah, on. it's got like a terrible body kit. Another JDM one with a terrible body kit that's sold for fifty two thousand dollars. Like, what why? Is, just think of the other cars that you could purchase for that much money. You know what you could buy for that? Huh? A used LC LC five hundred. Yeah, like really. Probably. I don't actually know. No, but I don't know. I was just say, uh, that would actually I'd buy, but <laughs> I bet you can for fifty to sixty grand. I bet you can. Yeah, you can probably get like a, you could get into L C five hundred territory. I would think so. But like but trust me, I love the A eighty Supra. Like these are some of my favorite cars ever made. Like as stupid as they are, they are incredible. But like Jesus Christ, like seventy grand for an auto. Yeah. Oh. Just like they are so hideously overpriced. Like 133 for a 10,000 mile automatic. Yikes. Like it's still automatic, dude. Like it's still going to suck to drive. Like you're not going to go drag racing at the the whole purpose of the automatic buying the automatic is like you just admit that you're going to drag race it. All right. Like that's all you're I'm just gonna, gonna do put a turbo hydromatic four hundred in it. But like nobody's gonna or even the A three forty E, there's enough there's aftermarket froze now. Oh which is God. great for the Cressida, if I ever were to keep the auto. Um <laughs> that's but like, funny. nobody's gonna spend nobody's gonna take a ten thousand mile automatic no, Supra no, God, and no. take it drag racing. Like, no, th- that is a car that's gonna sit in a collection. Yep. And because so, it looks like a Supra. Yeah, like this one right here. It was just like a white one that's turbo automatic, 45,000 miles, $75,000. Like just insane values for these cars. They are not worth that. No. Um, I would so much rather have an NA 5-speed than a turbo. And even an NA 5-speed is still stupid. Like look at that. It's $40,000 for an NA 5-speed that's a modified. Oh, they're all $40,000. Yeah, like every single one. They start at forty, and for like the for 200 horsepower in a heavy-ass car. Like this, that will literally drive that. If you, amazing. If, if you were, if you did not have a contoured seat, if you yeah. put in a normal car seat into it from like a Camry and you blindfolded somebody and told them not to touch the interior shapes, like panels, like f- to feel the shape of how the interior was, yeah. the actual driving experience of being in that car is going to feel like a brand new Camry. That's not a sport car, like feeling. That's, that is a car that you buy because you're going to go race it. You're going to modify and put a uh, turbo on it 
and that's a car that should be like fifteen thousand dollars. Should have bought the SC at that point. It's it's fifteen thousand dollars for your autom- for your your manual NA one, so you can put a turbo on it. Like that's how it's supposed to be. This is so stupid. It's, <laughs> You're gonna get GET'd, bro. Well, it's yeah, it's like. It's it's literally like somebody's like taking a '69 Charger with a 318 and saying it's a six figure car because it looks like the General Lee. And it's like yeah, but it also has the worst V8. And it's like people do actually care about spec. Yeah, like spec matters. Like there's a reason that your '97 50th Anniversary Edition six speed turbo is worth one hundred thirty nine thousand dollars. There's a reason it's a hundred thousand dollar Delta there, but like. That $100,000 Delta should be like $120,000 cuz those base models are just terrible. There's so many bad Supras. Yeah, I think I have more of an issue money. with how much the NAs and the 5-speeds and the autos are going so for that, more than I do like it's a like, really cherry 6-speed turbo. Well, and that's the thing. Is a very cherry like iconic car makes sense. Yeah, it does, but but the, it's the rest of them. Like not every Supra should be over $50,000. They should start at 20 for a this shitty one just like the e36 yes it's it's the e36 but more expensive i was like oh is that an, a euro evo m3 no it's a 318 is yep why are you asking 15 grand for it yes this should not be like this stop it uh and then my last one for what i'm bullish on is uh pro mod muscle cars this one i okay. actually i already filtered this list to get to pro mod cars if i'm not mistaken so if you oh, scroll okay. down uh to the bottom of this list it should no it didn't have my filters on it oh uh er, did, did it not these all kind of look pro modi oh i guess it does yeah it does oh yeah i searched the word modified oh, okay <laughs> it just uh, didn't show up there <laughs> but so if you look at these like these pro mod cars like they suck to drive they are never well put together and even if they are well put together they're not worth what they're being sold for like also, look at what their values are. Yeah, like fifty to seventy grand, eighty grand for a convertible. Yeah, but the, so the thing is, like these cars, these muscle cars are pro modded out. Yeah, they're worse to drive. You took away all the charm that makes them cool. Right, you took away the bad shit, which makes them endearing. Yeah. But like by adding the new stuff, it the the chassis does not account for that. Right. Like, cool. Now you've made a Silverado. Well, it's just like LS swapping. Great, you've turned your car into a Corvette. Exactly. And it's just, if you see what a lot of these are, they say bid to. Right. That's true, actually. I'm not seeing a lot of sold for. Yeah, there's a lot of bid to happening here. And the reason is, is that their values are so subjective. Every single person thinks they have gold, and none of them are. Like, don't modify your car. And you're going to be better off for that with, if you have a muscle car, well, like, or if you, mods. if you're going to modify it, do error correct mods. Cause you see the ones that are selling yeah, like for this modified, this one here, that looks like it's got period mods and yeah, it's sold. Yeah. That one's sold. And if you look at say like that one, the six speed that bid to $92,000 and then sells. Cause like the seller thinks these cars are worth more than that. And it's just like, oh, it's got C4 suspension. Yeah. Like, or like this one that's sold. That's a 68 six speed and comes with a, a Honda ATC 70. That's color match. And like the modifications look kind of era correct. Like that makes sense. Or like if you build like something that's like a, like a funny car or something like that, it makes sense. 
But like when you start getting to these pro mod things where you're putting like 20 inch wheels, I was gonna say when you see like, that profile of the back tire and it's got a 325 on them, if you, a yeah, a 22 inch wheel, 325 rear tire, and then like gigantic Willwood brakes. Like the biggest like, red flag for me is Willwood brakes on a muscle car, not bear brakes, huh? Yeah, it's a Willwood because uh, the Willwoods are the ones they can afford. Oh, uh, the bears are more expensive. Uh, which I thought actually bears were cheaper. I think it's all the way around because oh, okay. I see I see more Willwoods. You know what? I have never bought either for a muscle I don't car, care. so I, I don't I'm know. never ever going to. Um, like owning a car, it's like a quasi like in that era. Like I would never <laughs> ever put disc brakes on the Buick because the Buick is designed to work just as well as disc brakes. And also, when you see cars that like going like the owner kills themselves in them. They always have disc brake swaps, like that Mercury that like flew into the Dodge yep. Journey. Oh yeah, because um, they got the the drag brakes on them. Wait, no, no, it wasn't even that. They had um, disc. They had they did a disc brake swap like twenty years ago. They didn't do any maintenance on it. The tires were ten years old, and then the brake fluid never been flush, and brake fluid was Super. full of water. Nice. Oh, it's, weird. Hygroscopic fluid full of water. I know, right? I and don't then, know, Ryan. Yeah, and then the brakes just totally failed know. because of that. And so it's just like. Yeah, dealing with, with these cars is like now you have to deal with this like weird set of parts. Nothing's going to fit. All this work that was done to it was done to it like 15 years ago. And now everything is going to be broken. And you're not going to be able to easily replace the part. Like, yeah, these, where am I going to find some catalog parts from Summit Racing's 1994 season catalog? Exactly. It's going to suck to like build. And like even, all right, let's say, all right, cool, it has been taken care of. And you're, you get the car, and you're, you go, okay, cool. Brakes work. It's got the LS in it. I'm now driving a C5 Corvette, mm-hmm. which I could have purchased for a fraction of this price. Right. Like, the and people that's... that like the Camaro go, oh, that's cool. I wish it was stock. And the people that are like, that like Corvettes are like, well, that would be cool in a Corvette. Well, like, Corvettes are cheaper, though. Yeah. Like, and then you're, the people are going to like this and be like, hey, dude, hey, do do you like listening to Jason Aldean and Corn? <laughs> then we have a car for you. Yeah, like I, I, it's not Corn because Corn's actually good. Do you like listening to Jason Aldean and Skillet? Like, those are terrible bands. Like I can tell by your vehicle choice that you do. So I I see that based off your vehicle choice that you are a bro. Do you own an Affliction shirt and you still wear it in two thousand twenty four? Like oh. just the worst people. And it's very bro. They, and to your point, they are making a car for themselves. Yeah. And it's like, well, the thing is, like, we're just fine. Like, I like making cars for myself. Like, Right. I but like, I like you understand cars. that that's not going to be everyone's tastes and preferences. Yeah. And it's also, I would not ever purchase a car that's made for you somebody also else. don't tend to do super aggressive hard mods. And if I do, it's usually era correct stuff. Like, with a Subaru, I yeah. made, like, I made my Subaru kind of, like, Bosozoku style, but like Shakatan style. But like I did that on a car that was supposed to be a Shakatan style right. era car. Right. Like I mean it's it's not something that you necessarily came up with yeah. that only you like. I'm so not I gonna get it. I'm not gonna put like a fiberglass body kit on the Buick. Like oh. on the Civic, maybe. What if it okay, so hear me out. What if it was God, what was that um was it a NASA testing car? They used a nail head. What am, what am I thinking of? Oh no, that wasn't a NASA testing car. That was the that was a NASA testing car, but it was in a, it was the oh, uh, yeah. Maroc Airfield yeah, yeah, yeah. Pontiac. That See, that's cool 
that's error correct modification. Well, like, what if that car had some like really unique fiberglass hood or something? See, but again, that'd be for the error correct sort of thing, mm-hmm. and it would make sense. It's not putting twenty two inch wheels onto a sixty nine Camaro, which is don't worry, the LT one. And Tuned so, port injection, right? Camaros get get all right. Get the brunt of this, but make no mistake, there are Plymouth satellites. There are oh god, yeah, Dodge. Oh, no god. shortage of Dodge Challengers. Just Ford Mustangs. Ford Mustangs are almost as bad as these. Um, there are every single muscle car gets it. Like I've seen Studebaker Larks with like seventeen inch torque thrusts and Will Woods on them, like. Get that out of here. Nobody wants that. And also, the thing is, is that for, at least with old Buicks, a set of aluminum front finned drums mm-hmm. for a 61 Buick sells for about 800 to to $1,000. That's a lot of money. A set of Will, Willwood front discs is about three to 400 Oh, so that's why everyone puts discs on them. Yes. Ah. And the reason is, is that... It will never, ever work correctly because you have to rebuild the entire braking system well, sure about you have that. To change the entire master cylinder. And probably yes, you have, to do, you have to redo all of it. It's a massive amount of fucking around. You're not going to get any better braking performance because you are the front drums still were able to outbreak the rest of the car. You're still going to have enough suspension dive that you're going to have to. Account look at, for look at the tire you're working with too. I yeah, mean, you also have a tire. So like, okay, so now you're gonna put on twenty inch wheels. They're like twenty by nine, so you can run your front wheelwood discs. Ooh. And now you can't. Now you don't have a turn radius because you can't turn the steering wheel lock to lock anymore. What's that clunking? Oh, I think it's the Pitman yeah. arm scraping on the inside of the wheel barrel. Oh, yeah, it's literally that. Then. Yeah, like it's literally like that. Like it's the amount of shit that you have to deal with. Like make it a quote unquote better car. It's like, or you could just leave it that way because it worked fine before. Right. Find like, a car that you like the idiosyncrasies of and just live with that. Yes, that's the thing. Anyway, what are your cars? Because I'm very My curious picks, about yours. <sighs> Air cooled, non special. Model 911s. These all got dragged up with the Carrera RSs and the turbos. Really, the air cooled ones. Yes, the 964s and the 993s. They like I'm talking like a Carrera four, with, like with miles, with no maintenance history. They all got dragged up big time by by the valuable models because people are like, oh, I want a Porsche. Well, I can't get that one. That one's too much. Well, this one looks the same. I, I would like a Carrera four because I'd love that as a winter vehicle. Well, just a, <laughs> as a beater, yeah, I suppose. But I'm just saying, like, there are so many that's not non-special a... models, and they all just got. There's just no reason why they should be yeah, transacting for that much. So I think those are overvalued. I think um, any silver Porsche yeah. made after the year 1993. Okay. Should not be a penny more than $60,000. Regardless of anything else, if you have a Porsche and it is silver, yep. there is should be a firm cap at exactly $60,000 and one penny. The second you hit that penny, it's done. No more sale. Like, You're going to have to repaint it. Yeah, you can then. repaint it to any other color. But, like, yeah. The, oh, my God. What's also interesting is there was there's no shortage of special models with these cars, mm-hmm. and the normal ones. Like I totally get that. Like who the fuck is out here buying a stock red Carrera four like that? This is an RZ five speed. That's a cool one. Well, I mean, no, this I mean this being is a, a five speed. Four. I'm but just I mean, saying, like, like being a five true, speed. Yeah, yeah, like that would be okay, cool. But like being just like 
a, a regular car. Why, why is this car? That car's probably worth $75,000. Why? 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 Yeah. Um, what do you get? You get the small engine and the parasitic four-wheel drive. And it's like, oh, I'm buying the shape. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it probably Ooh. needs a full head-off engine service, too. But I just, it's I, like I, buying I, a Ferrari 360. Forever. Because <laughs> you just want a Ferrari. <laughs> you get the worst pretty, possible pretty much. one. I'm like, yeah. I'm just, give badge, click. Yeah, 348. Cool. Let me spend $200,000 on my 348. And I'm not like hating on the, like, 964s have their merits, but they're not. So this is my my whole shtick about why I dislike Porsche is I do actually like Porsche. Like, Porsche makes a lot of cars that I really, really, really like, but not at all for the value and what people think about them. Oh, it's an RTX 40 series. It's literally the RTX 40 of cars, yeah. Yeah. It's like, a good product at a horrific price. Actually, no, a very good example of Porsche is Macintosh 2. Okay. Like I'm going to need an infill the, on that one. But. The old brick Macintoshes mm-hmm. from the 80s in the, the 90s, those yeah. ones with the black and white screens, yep. like they are insanely expensive um, because they are the cool retro computer. When you think oh, of a retro computer, you think of that. You don't think of the Commodore, which is true. actually the cool retro computer. Um well, and much more functional. I'm just going to go on Facebook Marketplace and show you what Macintoshes sell for because... I knew about like the Color Classic and things like that being ruthlessly expensive, but I don't... All of them. Well, I mean, the black and white ones, though? Black and white one in beat condition. $140. Yep. Um, $550 for one that's yellow. Dude, that looks like it has sat under a UV bulb for the last 30 years. Macintoshes are the Porsches of the vintage computer I'm world. out. Yep. And so that's exactly what I think. It was like the person that owns this is also the person that's spending $500 for the world's worst Macintosh. Yeah. Like it's because it's actually in the back right now. Yeah. It's probably in in the, in the boot of the car because the front seat's full of their RTX 4060 (laughs) Ti. Like it's just so stupid. Like, and like, again, this is not me like hating on Porsche because I do hate on Porsche a lot. And the thing is I hate on Porsche a lot because people are spending stupid amounts of money in cars like this. Don't um, get me wrong. If I were buying a Porsche, it would be a 964 Carrera RS America. If I were, those are worth the money. If so. I were to buy one, I would probably get, regardless of trim, a 993 or a 964 in ruby stone red. I do love ruby stone. With a matching color. With a color matched interior. Oh, yeah. Because they had a ruby stone leather interior. Oh, God. Awful. And if like I those could, M Roadsters, man. If, if I could get that on a Carrera oh. 4, I would get it on a Carrera 4 because oh. I'd be even more dumb. But like that's the thing. If if you want me to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a Carrera Four Ruby Stone Red matching to your blue oh, yeah. seatbelts, oh yeah, and honestly, same boat as the market because yeah. Ruby Stone cars go for insane money because it's the best color in the it, world it I've is. ever put Ruby on a car. Stone is the we we agree. It okay, is objectively Porsche, the you greatest have made the best vehicle. color yeah. ever on a car, but oh god, talk about a decent product at a horrible price. Yeah, but like. That's the thing is like a Ruby Stone Red car. Also, if you're not familiar with Ruby Stone Red, you should have to Google this. This is oh, yeah. a factory color that it's is Barney the dinosaur metallic. It, it's not. It's not metallic. It is. Isn't a, it? No. It's. It, it is a gloss like purplish pink. Amazing. It is the best color in the it world. It is a marvelous mauve. Somebody looked at that color 
and went, yeah, let's put this on an entire car. Mm-hmm. And they did. Well, it was the early 90s where that sort of color palette was yeah, extremely yeah. popular. But you could still get that individually specced oh. throughout since that came out. You yep. can still get all those colors. If they ever get rid of the automatic transmission in the back of the Taycan Sport Turismo, I would be inclined to go to the Porsche custom order thing yeah. and pick Ruby Stone. Yeah, like you could, to- you could totally just do that, and that's a great color. So, yeah, I totally get that. What's all your right, next one? Next one is the i8. The BMW i8. Well, these are worth money. They, yeah, like a, they're like sixty-five plus grand now. These, the fuck, these why? Dip, these dipped into the forties for a while. I don't. That know. That was a reasonable price. It was, and I, they need to come back to that. They're just they're too much right now. Like a, a pretty high mileage, sort of molested i8 is still worth like sixty-five grand right now, which is too much because you're you're dealing with aging, very small capacity batteries. You're mm-hmm. dealing with a Mini Cooper engine, which is going to need maintenance. Yes, and yeah, it looks nice, and they are great cars. They do drive really well, but the. The current price point is too high. No, it's insane for it's what it is. Too much money. No, because you're dealing with, with with quickly aging technology. It's an early adopter of the EV thing. Mm-hmm. No, what the fuck? Uh-huh. It's dealing. It's a really bad engine. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you're going to have to do guides in this. Also, it looks like a Honda NSX, and you could just buy a Honda NSX mm-hmm. for that price, probably that money, yeah, and have something that's significantly more reliable and mm-hmm. the same driving dynamics. But at forty grand, yeah, thirty eight is when I. That's when I first started looking at those. I was like, that's not bad. Yeah, thirty eight to forty is like very reasonable. I would say like I would probably want to dip down to like thirty two for one. For yeah. that's in like okay, Nick, and it would, again it'd be if silver. It's, it's not a color. Um, right. So that's stupid. Yeah, I this don't, firmly I don't know belongs why. there. Fuck that. I don't anyway, know why, but what's they're, next? they're overvalued, in my opinion. The 2CV. What? Hear me out. It is overpriced. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the reason why I picked this and I put it on for this year, there are so many funky French cars that are now legal for import this and next year where you are going to have direct competition in this country, people cross-shopping 2CVs, and when they can't afford these insanely blown-out prices, they're going to start ignoring the older French cars. You know, another thing about 2CVs, 2CVs are very much so like Porsches. Wow, look at that. Yeah, no, it's definitely a Porsche effect here. Um, Because 2CVs have variants that are worth money. Like, early one, Mm -hmm. like, that's an early one. Uh, Without without the stupid paint job. But, like... An early one, uh, the earlier the better. Yep. Uh, if you were to get, say, like a Farganet, which is like the van, we could see those being worth more. I think but like if Cartier you're like editions worth quite a bit, and I don't know. But if you're getting like an eighty-two two CV six Charleston for twenty-one thousand dollars, it's stupid. It's just too much money for what like it a two CV six special. Like, nope, that's a ten thousand dollar. That that should These be no no more than are thirteen thousand dollar cars. Okay. Yes. That's. What the hell? I just like, don't get it. Like uh, every time so, I've looked at a two CV, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll stretch up and just buy one. They're like twenty five grand for God. for a decent one. It's twenty five grand. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is like, there's some where it's like I get it, but like, yeah, and I'm not talking special editions. I'm talking. No, I'm, I just want one that isn't rusted. I'm to seeing pieces. like a two CV six club for like eighteen. That's just too much. All right, so here's one that's good, and this is worth the value. A sixty five two CV. That's an early. Um, answer, yeah. Yep. For $22,000, and it's blue with the uh, feather-shaped mud flaps. That's worth it. Yeah. But, like, 76 2CV4 in, like, bluish gray for fifteen two. No. No. 
Like two eighty nine two CV six Charleston for eighteen. No, I just don't understand it. Fifty eight two CV in gray twenty. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. Yeah. Fifty eight Se- for twenty. So seventy four two CV four, um, <clears throat> orange on cream exterior. Ten five didn't hit reserve in twenty twenty one. Whoa. But like oh, twenty one. Yeah, that's twenty twenty one. But like, see, <sighs> that is a good buy. That car today would be like a thirty thousand dollar car. 100%. That's a great color combo. Yeah. But so, again, I, I am not saying also, anything bad about two CVs, but like they have to compete with other French cars now. Also, they have to deal with the other Citroëns. Like the, what was the, yeah. They had the one with the square headlights. I think it's called the Dyna. And they also had the Ami. They're, they're, yes. Yeah. So there were so of many variants. On that same platform. Yeah. yeah. And like, I love the Ami. Things are yeah. adorable. Well, the, I think this, I'm pretty sure it's called Citroën Dyna. But Diane. Be, right now... I could buy like the world's nicest 205 GTI 1.9. If you look at a Citroen Diane, like you could buy this, and then it's just a two CV. That's no DY. Yeah, right there. It's a DYANE. It it's the same car. It's like crossing that like a, a like a oh yeah a Renault Four kind of thing, and it's Are just these like cheaper, probably. But like oh yeah, imagine buying a. 2CV6 Charleston for more than that, which is better like and more unique. Like, would you like weird French car? Because that's also a weird French car. I got to pull like, up the, the Here, there, there's a Diane next to right, right there. A Diane next to... Uh, 2CV. Yeah. Yep. That, they're like <laughs> the same car, just like mildly updated. Seriously. So. And they probably went out of production earlier than the 2CV. They did actually, yes. Because the 2CV was cheaper. Uh, I mean... Yeah, and not me. Like, the, no. well, that's a new one. Yeah. Uh, original. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, six. Yeah, that's a incredible vehicle. I still love when James and, May did that road rally. And yeah, and, and that is cheaper than a two CV these days. I would have that. Yes, but, but again, there are so many other French cars. That are just like, why would I not buy that instead? Like, you I adore get li- the two CV. Literally, any French car exists. Like, I would have a two hundred five GTI one point nine in cash to spare. Yes, that's what I would buy. And you know what? That's a reality now. I'm trying to think of other ones that I would, I would just buy off the top of my head. Like literally any Clio. Oh, dude! Yeah, especially any one. Like the the almost top spec like performance ones. Like those are so slept on too. Oh yeah, they had a uh, Clio before they did the the Clio Williams. That a one point nine liter, um, and it was like a sixteen valve with dual carbs. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, get one of those. Yeah, I mean, that's really cool. Like, I love and that the was in the nineties too. It's too expensive. It was in like nineteen ninety like two. Oh it was like gosh. right before they did the Clio Williams. And they got rid of the carbs, and they the put injection in. systems just couldn't keep up. Like we have. Well, no, they, they could. It's just cheaper because they, they they just put, they put a sixteen valve head on the cheap car. Okay. On the cheap engine, and they kept all the cheap stuff, but with the good head. All right. Like that's cool. I'm into that. Like yeah, I would that's totally get that. Lighter weight too. And so. I, honestly, at, at this point, um, I think a carburetor would be easier to live with and dealing with like aging electronics and what like wiring harnesses that you can't easily find certainly easier that to were put right that were for specific model because like i'm sure i can find a Renault cleo williams wiring harness out too much trouble but like if i was trying to find like a Renault cleo you know 135 or whatever they call yeah, it yeah like a 1.3 gti or something it was like a, a 16 valve with like 
like four fuel injectors that they're different injectors in the Don't worry, it was only one like, year only. Like, it was one year only. Like, yeah, that would suck to try and find parts for. Um, but yeah, like there's like even existing within America, there are so many other better cars. Like you can get an MI sixteen uh four oh five, which is you've not driven Richards. I have not. But um that has the same engine i as found one for, i found great. one for like 3500 bucks that was in like good nick and it's black and I, i'm like oh man i can come up with 3500 bucks um <laughs> if i was gonna get I, a if, really really hateful is, sedan i would still it get is the so Lancia. no it's like it is not hateful it no, was, i know it's actually good it is extremely good and it is it really feels like a civic si but if they made an Accord version of that, like if they made an Accord SI, that's how it feels. I mean, it is just a perfect car. That's exactly what it is. Because all of those got gutted for the engines for 205 GTs. Yeah, and it's also the so. most comfy backseat in the world. And it has eight exhaust ports oh, yeah. uh, coming out the back that. of the head. Yes. Yeah. That's like the uh, 190E 2.316. Yes. Um, so oh, anyway, cool. w- let's let's move on here. We're going to go to our final topic here. And then we're... Um, we're going to move my little topic to next episode right. because this has taken the whole episode. Yeah, um, we're going to do the hold cars. These are cars where, you know, they are not worth buying and they're not worth selling either. But they're kind of in that limbo area where it's going to be worth more in the future. Mm-hmm. But certainly, like, there's a lot of hype around them, but they're not quite at selling point, And I wouldn't personally invest in one. We yet. picked very different cars, but for very similar reasons. Um, I picked the R34 GTR. Okay. All of them. Don't, don't touch them. Not right now. Anyway, <laughs> absolutely fucking not. <laughs> There's like, I, I love that uh, image that's been circulating. Yeah. On the internet. Like it's, R34, it's legal. You can find the, it's a, the it's worst a, one in the world. It, no, it's like you can now legally not afford an R34. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yep, like that's yeah, what it like, was. it's every single one is a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! There's all the hype in the world. Automatic, non-turbo, like four like door. yeah, four doors are still selling for like twenty thousand oh. dollars. It got it a I guess like a coupe or a, a two door because it looks like an R34 GTR from like a hundred feet away uh. is still selling for forty. Like, it's just wacky bullshit. Like, I mean, I would buy the sedan personally, but. The sedans, you can get the uh, 2.5 turbo sedan, and that's actually a good buy. But that's still hideously expensive. Don't buy that. Uh, Because, like, I would, you're. I have to buy an MR2 Spider, Ryan. I would, yeah, you you do. Um, But, like, the thing is, there's not, even for a GTR, there is not a damn thing that R34 GTR does that R32 or R33 doesn't do. Mm -hmm. They're just way more expensive because of the form factor and like it's the same driving dynamics it's actually heavier um it performed worse on a skid pad than a 3000 gt vr4 it was slower than a supra it was uh it braked worse than an nsx like the thing is is like it did technically beat all of them in like a nurburgring lap uh, overall but like it's like by like a couple of seconds did they fix the rb26 issues in production no. by the time those were made no i didn't think so they did explain uh, fix the exploding brakes that the early r32s had good oh yeah yeah that was a problem they'd build up um pressure in the veins and they'd explode if they got wet 
Cool. Yeah, very cursed. Now that that was very early ones. Oh boy. <laughs> but like, well, I had to be the guy that figured that one out. I know, right? Oh, oh, oh! But no, it was it was like literally like what it was like six months of like the first year, and they had it like fixed like that, and then they like they fixed all them backwards and everything. Like it was they took care of it. Exploding brakes though, that's a new one. Yeah. Um. That I I didn't know about that until I watched a thing on Top Gear and then I did some like real digging into it. I go, oh, that was a thing. Weird. Um, <laughs> huh. It's amazing that I just got kind of shoved under the. Okay, no, it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's so, good. R thirty fours. I just I, they never. There was a very brief period of time when I was in seventh grade and I go, this is a really cool car. And then I'm like, they well, do look cool. And then but... I played Gran Turismo four. I'm like, whoa, this is the older version of it and it looks the same and it has the same power and it's like. Weird, because this is cooler. The same engine. <gasps> the R32 is the one I'd get. Every single one after the R32, I liked less. I, even as the R32 went on, I liked them less every year, with the exception of the, the exploding brakes. The one. very last V-Spec 2. wasn't the NUR. <sighs> what was it? They made a... Oh, N1. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. They were only came in white. They were super stripper models. <laughs> they were... Yeah, they were homologation. Like oh, yeah, you, now would, we're you would buy it for a spec race. You had me at homologation. Yeah. yeah, well, they were all homologation, but like, this one's like a spec race homologation. Like for like its own one make race of this is the exact car you get to race. They're very cool. Um, we made them all white so you can vinyl. Yeah, them. the N one is the one you the R thirty two N one. Like buy that. It's probably cheaper than R thirty four. You could buy an R thirty two N one and a base model R thirty four for the price of what R34 NERS sell for, which is like the R34 NER is like the equivalent of the R32 N1. Okay. Like, they're so stupid expensive. Like, you could Just buy... Why? I'm pretty sure R34 GTR NER value. Okay, so R34 NER is $470,000. You could buy a good Countach for that much money. $470,000. For specifically the R34 GTR NUR. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I, just, I can't think of any car that's even like a stretch goal of mine that I would ever spend that kind of money on. Like It's just the V-Spec 2 NUR is just like, that's the poster child of like fucking stupid. Four hundred thousand dollars for an R thirty four. Yes. No. Yep. I'm actually going to take a pass on that one. It. I will note that is absolutely the rarest one in the world. Well, sure. It is the most valuable one. It is, is the it best also one. Midnight purple. No. Yeah. It's actually an incredible color green. It, you should Google the color of it, or just R thirty two V, or, or sorry, R thirty four GTR V spec two NUR. It, they only came in that really good oh, green. Oh, okay. That's like a Phoenix Yellow almost. That's yes. Cool. It's an extremely good green. God, and then that's the, baby shit. There is, even, there is even a rarer version of that called an R-Tune, which I've not seen for sale in the last 20 years. So, like, that is objectively the most valuable, best, quote-unquote, um, GTR. But, like, and I admit... This looks really fucking cool. This like is wheels. an extremely cool, extremely good car. But like, man, five five hundred thousand dollars? No, no. I think of the houses 
you could buy and enjoy your life better in than that. Like, I could buy a very reasonable house in most states in the United States and also an R32. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> still have money left over. Oh, God. Like, that's just so stupid. Uh, I'm guessing that's not first and foremost on the minds of people shopping for these, but... Yeah. yeah. No, that's definitely something that uh, you and I would consider, for sure, because uh, a free house. Yeah, but, like... Or you could buy... So... All right, so that, that's $485,000. Let's let's just go on Branch I'm going to type in R32 GTR. And I'm really curious, like, how many R32s I could buy? I could buy one car for me and, like, several of my friends for the price of that. <coughs> Nissan R32 Skyline. Let's look here. Yeah, you could probably buy, like, 10 really nice R32 GTRs for that. Let's see here. I could buy. All right. So like a 91 GTR. And about $30,000 for 89. Here we go. 89 GTR in gray. Just the most generic R32 you could possibly buy. Uh, it was $29,000. So let's do uh, 479 divided by 29 and see how many I could buy. Um, let's oh see. Oh, my God. That's going to be. 18? I could buy 16 and a half. So okay. I could buy 16 and then like like five Civics. <laughs> I could buy 16 no, R32s. Let's just, just infill with Civics. Yeah, the I could buy 16 R32 GTR, just base model, whatever ones, plus five EFEGEK Civics. I could have a very good collection of desirable vehicles that bring me more joy than one of these fucking things. Like it's just, that is the poster child of everything wrong with R34. Yeah. hundred percent. $500,000 is just way too much. You could probably get a Toyota VM 180 Zagato, which is the Zagato version of the ZZW30 for oh, yeah. less than that. I can't imagine those are that expensive. So. Yeah. They, they're, they're very, um, divisive looks. Um, so what is your, uh, so I picked the E36 Touring, so the wagon. So we were talking about E36 we were. a little bit ago, <laughs> we were and indeed. you mentioned a lot of wagons around well, there. And the, I didn't pre-read the notes or anything. This just but happened, no, that's fine. This just happened to be what it was. So the reason why I'm picking this, and of course, the smallest photo in the entire world doesn't matter. When I imported my E30 wagons, E30 wagons were cheap as chips in Europe. You could bring them in cheap. Bring one of these up on Bringer Trailer. You can find them regularly on Bringer Trailer. Yeah, just go just go to um, E36, and then you can search the word touring. So it, uh, it's search? No, it's just one right here. Oh, perfect. There you go. Yeah. Actually, we'll pick the Alpina screw. All right. Yeah, that's exactly. Hey, that's actually the photo you had previously. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, so the reason why I picked these is because these cars are very rapidly going down the same path as mm-hmm. the E30 Tourings. When they were first eligible for export they were cheap everywhere you yep. could bring them in you could get a nice manual one reasonable condition brought in cheap now e30 wagons even in europe don't exist yeah so like they're all here they're well they're all everywhere but now all of them have been done up and they're all ruthlessly expensive right now e36 tourings are Dude. they're in that same spot because they are currently in my opinion selling for too much but they're it's just not a car you want to move on right now because you're not like the the future. The future is uncertain. 
Yes. And like in a couple of years' time, it's very likely that it would be a mistake to unload like one you got in on cheap now. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like if you bought one, you it's like something you really wanted, but now it's just like, yeah, you could just like buy an E thirty or E forty six. You could buy. Um, the E30. I, the, the thing is, the E36 in my mind is entirely capped by the price of the nearest possible E30 or E46. Yeah, and these of the are 21 syndrome. Yeah, these are kind of going down that path. And like, this is objectively the best not M E36 you could possibly get. All right, and like 18 is very fair. The yeah, if it's is, not rusty or anything, I didn't look at this ad, but it looks like it's in. But no, but this condition. is the thing: is very fair is not like something I'm gonna write home about. Like if I had bought this Commodore mm-hmm. right here next to me for like eighty bucks for just this mm-hmm. and not the, all the other shit, how many pounds of cartridges? Forty. Exactly. <laughs> and like, yeah, forty pounds of software it came with. Perfect. Um, if I'd bought it for just this i'd be like yeah that's not anything to write home about like cool i finally got my commodore i was looking for it's not the best one right but this one was like 50 bucks for 500 dollars worth of crap and it's complete (laughs) yeah it's a i can i'm gonna take this home and play with this tonight like i get to play with my commodore finally and in a couple years time like original commodores in that kind of condition at that sort of price probably won't exist yeah also this is a pre-cap catastrophe Ah, it's a very early it's a it's an early commodore so i can just i can literally i don't have to reform the caps on it and like so what this is is like this is the equivalent of if i bought like a later commodore Mm -hmm. for like an insane amount of money i'm like cool now i get to reform the caps i get to not enjoy it i get that will be the case moving forward and that's the thing is like with this like this is too good of a car for you to enjoy like, but it, whoever bought that, you know they did it uh, two years ago and they paid four grand for it. Like, yeah. Well, this one sold in November. But I understand, like, but like, yeah. the person who actually imported this and bought it probably two years yeah. ago, right when they were import eligible, they enjoyed it and then they sold it. Yeah. Exactly, and made a killing. But like, now you're like, cool. If you I missed the boat. Just you missed the boat. Yeah, and it's like, or if you like, just if you bought one of these at high price, like, I wouldn't sell it. No, no. And, like, the thing is, is, like, you're also, like, we're talking about this uncertain future where it's, like, you know, R34 is, like, ooh, uh, are you, if you own one, you own one. Like, it because it could go up in value. You know and what the car you, is, but, yeah. If you bought an R34 a year and a half ago, you got a better deal than you did today. Um, and, like, I know that top rank, like, Brian he's been pre-selling R34 is waiting for this for years. Uh, yeah. We were talking to him last time he was on the show about, and that was years ago. It was pre-pandemic. Yeah. yeah that yep. was pre-pandemic. That was like five years ago. Like people paying storage to yep. like for R34. So like those cars are just insane now. So like right now, if you're buying one of those, you're buying absolute peak price Yep, and they might go up more. They might not. We don't thing. know. And with, like with imports, your country's market is yeah. going to completely change on that car. And with, with the E36 like this, like, yeah, this is a very good E36. But, you know, you're also dealing with what happens. Also, I just noticed it's automatic. Uh, it's an Alpina. Yep. Okay, so it's automatic too. So Alpinas, I think, are all autos on these. So you're also going to deal with, like, okay, cool. What happens the second that somebody 
makes a M3 clone into like a, on a like touring body. Yep. Like this is a car that's very divisive, and you're not gonna have a good time selling it or using it or enjoying it or anything. And we have no idea what the market's gonna look like in this country once they're all imported. Yep. Yeah. It, so. it can it can get flooded. It can also collapse. Yep. It wouldn't surprise me if these actually drop in price near term. Yeah, I I, I absolutely think so because. Well, it's like Alpina Z8s. Like I saw, there was one of those actors. Right now. <laughs> like, uh, Alpina Z8s, like they sold for like a lot of money when Z8s are popular, and there he goes, "Oh shit, they're automatic." You get a manual one. Oh, <laughs> anyone that defended or still defends the Alpina just because the automatic is a better fit to the suspension, it's like, oh, I have, it, to, it must I have to search it up there. Well, I did search it up there. But and then you have to look at the word Alpina. I know. it's We're doing our best. No, this is one active right now. Yeah, but, like, look at this. Z8 manual. 110. 110. Alpina Auto. For a, what? It's because they're rare. But that's got a red interior. I know. This is a black interior. I know. This one's better. I should see. Does this have a coffee table book? Uh, oh, it'll, go, go back up. Go back to the top. We're very good about no- noting this stuff. We'll go here, literature. Uh, Manufacturer's literature, so it might. So scroll down to the photos. I should see if the book I have, my spare one, is this car. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, no, that's uh, not something I'd, uh, I, would, I would purchase with my money. Yeah. Would be, yeah, it, it, I no. Think, I, I would extend that to any Alpina BMW. It is also, it's okay to miss the boat on a car. Yeah, no, like, fine. I... There are cars that I badly want that I know I've missed the boat on. Yep, same. And, like, that's fine. Like, if I ever find an A86 for ten grand, like, the thing is, if you miss the boat, you're accepting that you're not getting the best deal, you're not going to find the best one. But there's, like, you know, I still want an A86 because I am me. But something else you own also may appreciate, and then you could consider, like, swapping yeah. at that point. And, so. Or, like, even, like, hey, like, I got this car because I really love it. Like, then buy it. But, like, if you're buying a car because you're like, I got such a great deal on this. Like, I'd buy this for 80 bucks, my Commodore. And that's fine. It's, it's okay to miss With the boat. With 40 pounds of software. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to miss, to miss the boat on it. But it's just like, there are times where there are some cars where you really don't want to be in the position that you're in. Like, you don't want to buy the Challenger convertible in 2004 oh god like you don't want to be the guy that spent a million dollars on a 70 challenger and is now has a car that's worth like four hundred thousand at most (laughs) correct yeah like there's missing the boat and there's like hey you're about to jump off a cliff dude and that boat's away from your jumping distance imagine getting liquidated on a car yeah that's the thing is like we're these cars are like the don't get liquidated. So yeah, there you go. There's our list is don't get liquidated on an E36 wagon, especially an Alpina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get liquidated on buying an R34 right now. You miss the boat. Calm down. Go buy an R32. Enjoy yourself. In fact, or go buy, a, buy even. a dozen and a half R32s with a bunch of Civics to boot. And then you can enjoy yourself as well. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody.